This week, we discuss Blase Kott, a PhD student who went through some rough times, took some new medication, and then completely snapped. Will the jury believe his defense? Stay tuned to hear more. Welcome back to another episode of season two of Special Criminals. This is Casey and I'm here with Monica. Hello, you guys. So Monica has her new mic. <laughs> she sounds very nice. Yes, I'm hoping it's a lot more solid than my my headset situation thing. So, yeah, I, mean. I think so. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely just from from chatting with or just from hearing you now, mm-hmm. the sound quality is much better. Yay, and then it won't give me a headache because I don't have like this like not pushed against your head, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. So um so we'll start with some basic basic stuff. So hope everyone's doing well. Um welcome back for another week. And also, um, by the way, when we're recording this, I, or right before we started recording this, I checked on the last episode that I mm-hmm. thought I uploaded Wednesday, but it never, it never fully processed. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me just see, you know, cause I'll check every so often and like see. And, and I honestly just, normally I get an email that says like, oh, your episode has finished processing, but if I'm busy, I don't pay, I don't look for that. You know, I don't pay attention. And so I just, I popped it in and I assumed everything was fine and it wasn't. And so it, um, all that to say, apologies, uh, we're recording this on Sunday and I didn't even realize that the episode did not upload. So, I mean, by this time, by the time you hear this, it's too late, but just know that, (laughs) that I was saying, sorry. Um, and so there's that, but then also we'll do some disclaimers, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, our typical, you know, like the same old, same old, you know, we tend to laugh at things that are not always super appropriate. We do go off on tangents depending on what we have going on and how close to personal experiences or opinion it hits, you know, things like that. Um, But I'm going to add a disclaimer today (laughs) and say, as Casey mentioned, today is Sunday Mm -hmm. and Green Bay is playing today. So that means I sometimes have to give a dog disclaimer. Uh, you know, you might hear her in the background, but today it might be it might be summer that you hear in the yeah. background because <laughs> Green Bay's not doing great today. It's their first right. non preseason, and mm. well, you know, we'll see. Right, and mm-hmm. um, also, uh, you know, child warning too. It's the weekend, and so um, my yeah, kiddos might be. Pop, you might hear kids in the background too. Um, That's fair. So. You know, it's just, this is life. This is real life stuff. And sometimes we have a little more clean or um, a little more like clean air. That's the world. But like um, clean background, you know, like not so much happening mm-hmm. in the background. But today might be one of those days mm-hmm. that there's it's, a little it's more. Weekend. It's real life, y'all. So, mm-hmm. and then um, did you, my, uh, my oldest was talking to me while you were doing the disclaimer. So did you do the other ones already? We laugh, we, laugh we go on tangents. Things. We go off okay. on tangents. Um, okay. Oh, and I didn't say anything about, you know, we tend to look at individuals with mental mm-hmm. illness or defects, disabilities. We don't spend much time on the victim unless we happen to be profiling a Victims, mentally impaired yeah. victim. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. you know, of course, much respect to the people that lost their lives. Um, 
often, you know, without any need or cause, but we're Mm -hmm. not here to talk about the victims. Mm -hmm. Right. But yep, about it. So yeah, that's about it. So without further ado, uh, this is Monica's week. So I just get to sit and listen. (laughs) And respond. Oh yeah, that's the last last disclaimer. Casey has no idea who I'm doing the week that I'm doing something and vice versa for when she's doing her thing. So you get to listen to us asking questions and having a conversation about somebody for the first time. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So, okay. And that's, yeah, that's part of the format that we chose. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and that's just the way that we like to do it. And so we Mm -hmm. want you to feel like you're, you're having the conversation alongside us. Not that you're just like, and then on this day, you know, we're not like very sterile or like, you know, boring, boring. (laughs) Yeah. Although they're not always boring, I guess it's not the right word. Like I think they can be, but just that, just that very like heavily produced, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, cut out all of the ums and the, you know, and so that's just not what we do. And so if you don't like that, if you don't like that format, um, you know, you can just say goodbye now. Yes. That's fine. You don't have to like listen and then say mean things. That's true. That's true. I mean, you, you can, but it's I mean, kind of a sure. jerk thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> as, as people. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, and like, like, some cool of the bad your... reviews that we've gotten, sorry, okay, you off, but on some of the bad reviews we've gotten, I just want to be like, I encourage you to go make a podcast. Mm-hmm. Just go make go, your own podcast. You know how you and guys say just how like you like presenting it. information in front of a group of people or that people mm-hmm. listen to and critique. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to know how you feel about the whole process afterwards. And like mm-hmm. I said, you guys, everyone's allowed to have, you, you know, an opinion, but some people are just like, and we haven't gotten a bad review in a while. So this is just like old wounds, crap, crap, crap. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, some people are like overly rude and I'm like, Ugh. anyways. Yeah, that's true. Moving that is on. very true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. So today, as mentioned, is my week and the mm-hmm. individual I'll be speaking about or telling Casey about, I guess, is his name is Boise Cot. So, you know, no surprise. I'm going to be calling him Cot most of the time. But interesting side note. When you guys read it, it looks like Blaze J. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pronounced Boise, and it means stammering or stuttering. Oh. Does he also have a speech impediment? Not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Darn. (laughs) That would would be really So Boise, right? Mm -hmm. Boise. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. No, I had to look up how to say his name because – there's a funny That's, moment yeah. in my research where, oh, he does this thing. I was like, how do you say his name? So anyway. Yeah, Mr. that's a weird one. Boise, Mr. Cot, as I'm going to call him because <laughs> I'm lazy. It's just mm. is what it is. It's a lot easier to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the son of Polish parents who at the time lived in Zaire, which is, um, a, well, at the time was a sovereign state in Central Africa. Mm-hmm. And just because I have to know, like, I wonder, I don't remember Zaire on the maps nowadays. And uh, it's no longer called Zaire. They were a sovereign state oh. between 1971 and 1997. And now they're mm-hmm. referred to as the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know we've heard that one. And I was like, yes. I haven't heard, yeah, Zaire in forever. Okay. Mm-mm. He moved with his parents to New Zealand 
where mm-hmm. at some point he ended up attending the University of Auckland. And that's kind of all we have about his early childhood, minus what he self discusses, right? I don't even necessarily ah. have, you know, it, it, you're born in this city in Zaire. You know, this is what his parents did. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, records and all probably, yeah. Spotting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> probably not great, but it, this comes to another one where it's like more recent. Actually, it's it's pretty darn recent, but mm. he wasn't on anyone's radar. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. On. Once yes. he got to New Zealand, mm-hmm. he it goes to the university. And then at some point, he like immigrates on a student visa to New York, where he attended Cornell University. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's not a slouch. He was studying yeah. information science. Mm. You know, it, and again, a PhD. So you know that he has to have some pretty good credentials. Some discipline. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say something a minute ago, and then I realized I really should not say that. And so you're fine. Keep going. <laughs> You can tell me later. Yeah. I literally was like, <gasps> and then I was like, oh, I should no, 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 nope, should not say that. <laughs> so the um, only kind of bit that we have about him kind of as, as a student or well, rather as a young teenager-ish mm-hmm. is that he may have been displaying schizophrenic-like or type traits, but not to the point where he was really um, flagging anybody later okay. after he's caught for what he does. I'm being vague on purpose. <laughs> right. He, when he's being interviewed says, you know, I was always wondering if someone might be watching me through the electrical wall outlets. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't, it's not like he took a hammer to these things, you know, that, so <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Like that's kind of convenient. And, and this is going to make sense a little deeper on, but after you've been caught for something, you can mm. be like, well, you know, I kind of had this, I don't know. It just seems a little um, artificial. Well, I mean, yes, but but I would, I think I would question, like, of all the things that you could say, if mm-hmm. you, for example, were malingering, right, which means, like, faking your symptoms, and you wanted someone to believe that you were crazy, if, like, that was a defense later on. I mean, that's a weird one to say. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people would go with the more commonly used ones, you mm-hmm. know, or commonly heard. But, I mean. The voices, the whatever, you know. Right. The demons. The, control. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The government's mm-hmm. watching me. But, like, it may be. And maybe it is just a, like he thought, oh, I should say something different to be extra or something, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but that would be my only wonder is, is he, like. You know, like I said, as far as like someone who might be faking it, that's yes. a weird thing to say. And I don't disagree, but like okay. this, that me kind of going, mm, I don't know is going to make a lot more sense after we talk about his crime and him being caught in interviews. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So this is another one of those cases and I have to kind of, I, I guess, give this disclaimer up front. I have a lot on what he did for the murder you know, before, like the night before, following all of this discussion, interviews with Sykes, because I found the court docs and I read through like the 21 uh, pages. <laughs> wow. But this guy is peculiar. So, okay. 
and I, I'm like being purposefully vague. And it's yes, you are. Me a little bit crazy. <laughs> anyway, all right, go ahead. <laughs> um, so Boise was described as kind of shy with strangers. He, you know, didn't really come out of his shell. Didn't open up a ton. But I guess mm-hmm. once he got to Cornell in New York, this kind of changed for him. He was described as really uh, blossoming once he got into okay. this environment. And I don't know if that's, okay. you know, a issue on community. You know, New Zealand is, is very small on the whole, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. While he's there and he takes like a, a break from his PhD course – to go mm-hmm. into like the private sector to start, you know, do a startup and he's in information science. So I'm thinking he probably had some kind of offer from somebody he knew like, Hey, you're really good with, I don't know, information and compressing numbers and finding targets yeah. of mm-hmm. whatever. So he goes on like, it, it's not like a leave of absence. What, what is it when you put your schooling on like a sabbatical, almost, a sabbatical. Reverse, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. I always think sabbatical, I'm going to put a, Go in for a sabbatical for the love. <laughs> I'm going to take a sabbatical and stop working for right now to go to school, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think it could go either way. A sabbatical it, just oh, stopping because you're stopping something you're currently doing to go do something else. You know what I mean? Well, I guess that's fair. Okay. So maybe, maybe it can't be both. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that, but that's just what makes sense in my brain. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So, <laughs> While he's at this new place, Predictive Systems, he mm. ends up meeting Caroline, who will eventually become his wife, Caroline mm. Coffey. By the time they're married, she's 28, he's 25. And I thought that was interesting because it's not super typical that you have, you know, a three-year Older. age gap mm-hmm. from the female to the male. Usually it's mm-hmm. like the other way around. Yes. Interesting. But just, yeah, just kind of, meh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. They get married in a small a civil ceremony over at Ithaca in New York, of course, in October right. 2008. And they start saving. You know, he's working at this place. She's also working. They're going to okay. save to go on this kind of um, destination wedding, except just for the ceremony type thing. Like, Aww. here's where we get to do this piece in front of all of our mm. friends and family. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, which, I mean, I guess that's cool. Like, but I, it just seems like, Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe Monica, his, you're ridiculous. Well, okay. It's like, you know, so Summer and I got married in a civil civil ceremony, just courthouse wedding, wedding as they say. But mm-hmm. why when you are kind of like financially hard up anyway, right? You're already married. Obviously, that wasn't too overly important to your wife or to yourself to do this big showing thing. Why would you, I don't know. Like, go to do the ceremony. Why wouldn't you just go take a vacation and have your friends and family join you? You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, meh, meh, meh. I don't know. I've had two different types of weddings, so I, did, <laughs> I might not be the right one to ask about this. Well, okay. That's, that's a fair point. And, like, and Summer and I were very – And each time I was like – No. Yeah. I know you guys went to the courthouse, and I was like, no. No, <laughs> no. Nope. They were different, <laughs> but each time I still wanted the whole thing, so. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm not one to judge how people want to get married. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I will judge all day long. <laughs> yes. You, yeah, you feel free. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they save up and they end up going on their, their exotic location, whatever, to uh, Costa Rica, actually. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. 
So they mm. save the whole time. It takes them until May 2009 to have enough money to go to Costa Rica to do Aww. the ceremony thing. Mm-hmm. And from what I could find on some of the pictures, it looked lovely. Like I'm not yeah. – it, it did look beautiful. But, you know, well, we all know where I stand. Just take, take a really nice vacation. <laughs> like, but- <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Okay. So I'm going to rewind just a little bit and kind of okay. get more into – what um, Cot was going through when he left his doctoral program, kind of things that at this new startup that he's at, because based on court documents and interviews, this period of his life is super, super, super important for what ends up happening. Okay. He leaves his doctoral program because he's feeling disappointed, kind of disillusioned mm. with how that program's going. Um, you know, I, I know what that would look like for myself. But mm-hmm. he doesn't go into tons of detail, just, you know, maybe this isn't what he wanted. Maybe it's not enough in this area, the research, who knows. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that going to the startup predictive systems is going to be kind of the change he needs. He's going to kind of be reinvigorated. He, it's a brand new kind of like endeavor, right? Like if you hit it big sure. with this, this area with these people and it really takes off, I mean, who wouldn't want to be, I guess, part of like, the startup of Amazon or Google or whatever. Right. You know? The next big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But his work performance as he starts grinding out, I mean, now granted he had had like 60 to eight hour, 80 hour work weeks. I mean, he was, he was grinding it out, but ah. his work performance really starts to go downhill. And this is oh. where we start to see like some anxiety, kind of depression creeping in, mm. you know, these, these, mental health e type of things that he did a really good job covering up, you know, whenever he would talk to somebody, it was right. like, Oh no, no, you know, things are great. Yeah. Right. And he only mentions like to one person, his boss, that he's kind of like anxious because, you know, Caroline wants to have been with him. There's all these things going on, but that's Wait, hold on. Really- they weren't married. I mean, they've, they were married and now he's nervous that she wants to move in. No, no. Like, so this is, they had already moved in, you know, but the only time we hear him expressing anything prior to them getting married, prior to them moving oh, in. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. When he's okay. just kind of venting with to his boss. And okay, I mean, I've been super sorry. clear about that either. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, hold, hold on. Back up. And then I thought, well, maybe that's why they wanted the big vacation because, mm-hmm. you know, like I mean, they're going to move in after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, maybe like it was a really good way just to kind of be, like, ugh, you know, maybe this is a good reset. Let's get away yeah. from things. Um, I know I like tend to feel that way when I'm just getting ground to a pace. Like maybe I just need to go away somewhere for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you come back and you're like, oh no, it wasn't, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh no, it's still a problem. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So he, you know, begins to drink heavily in this period of time, you know, which of course mm-hmm. also affects his work history and work performance. Mm-hmm. He, stops having such long office hours, which I really don't blame him, you know? Right. Like that's crazy. 60 to 80 hour, 80 hour weeks. And then he ends up just not showing up to work sometimes. So he's doing all these things. And, and the last bit is most impactful. I think of, of him not showing up to work. So when combined with everything, right. Oh, right. Reducing his work hours, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking heavily, which probably they're all interwound. And now yeah. I'm just not going to be there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a problem. 
Yes. He, <laughs> his um, kind of CEO friend, the, the one he mentioned prior to them moving mm-hmm. in and getting married, that he was anxious about it. He ends up, you know, asking Cot to leave. Just like, you know, eh, you can either resign or do a leave of absence, but this isn't working, right? Yeah. And he like directly attributed the product launch being unsuccessful to Cot's reduced oh, no. work pro- uh, productivity. Ethic, I guess. Yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So that's so got to be really tough because, like, yes. the the business owner person, you know, trying to get this thing off the ground and bringing in people that you know and trust, you know, presumably, um, and then to have kind of everything riding on this person. This and then if well, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, now all of a sudden they're like off their rocker. I mean, that's got to be really tough. Well, dude, like, and think about how much like money, not just time, you know, yes. it's, like you're working two jobs in essence, you know, just every mm-hmm. single week trying to get this off the ground. But now my, my time and all of that money is kind of for not like I, mm-mm. No, I I think I would probably be looking to remove the person that I felt was directly impacting that as well, you know? Yeah. Like, or, you know, like an employee that steals from you. Like, yeah. 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 This is a real, um, the person's not around anymore. So I feel like I can tell the story, but there was this, um, um, I remember when I started working at one of the sites that I, I used to work at Mm -hmm. and I, there was this sign because we used to give out snacks to students. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we used to, I mean, we did eventually switch to kind of like lunches, you know, being, being available. Wait, you guys don't do that anymore? Well, we still give snacks, but now they're not oh. the same type as like oh, before okay, okay. we only really had snacks, but now we have like lunches and snacks, you know? Oh. Um, and so, but we would keep the extra snacks in this like one closet, like supply mm-hmm. closet basically. And when I started working there, there was this note there that was like, please do not take the snacks <laughs> like oh, just take them they're not Wait. for like they're not for staff basically and I was like what is this story so eventually as I got comfortable I was like what's the story behind this sign and then it turns out that somebody like one of the teachers there used to literally like take a bag take like their oh, backpack in and stuff their backpack full of snacks that were meant for students <laughs> and I was no. like oh my gosh and that wasn't even the thing that that had them you know that Got, got that person canned. to leave, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, "That's ridiculous that they like literally were stealing." Mm-mm. No, so like funny. you know, onesie twosie. You're like, "Hey, I'm going to put fifty cents somewhere," you know, something like that. Like, or that just idea. like, I don't have a lunch. You know what I mean? Like, there are there are those moments. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but like course. to be to just like straight up steal, like stuff your bag full. No, that's insane. Crazy. Like, <laughs> no. Like, I, I wonder. Do you think housekeepers uh, ever like? I wonder. You think like their soaps and stuff, like their shampoos, you think that's all counted or, you know, because I, I mean, know. I think I wouldn't pay for soap like ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I mean, not obviously I'm, you know I'm what? being facetious, but still like. No, but really. Okay. So you know how like when you go to hotels, like most people just mm-hmm. steal the stuff, right? Um, no, it's steal, there for a reason. <laughs> it's not stealing. Like I know. you pay for that they room. Take it. They take, you take it, right? Like yes. you take it home. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And so even if you don't use it, and so I betcha, because I, at least I would. So mm-hmm. I betcha there are some housekeeper, like people in a hotel who, if the person didn't use it, 
or oh, didn't yeah. take it, then That's they fine. take all mm-hmm. that mess. Yeah. And I, you know, their kids are like, gosh, mom, can we have like regular soap now? <laughs> Yeah, like, I no. will say that the the bars of soap are not very good for like face washing. Like it's just, no, like it feels because they filmy. make you yes, and like, like when you're washing it off and it's like, like, like squeaky, squeaky. yeah, yeah, no. like your hands like skip across your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some places like in LA that like they're really really nice soaps. They're bougie, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I've they better the be ones that have like two hundred dollars like, a night or more. I know, like. <laughs> They have the ones that have like the exfoliation. I know, like the little knobs on the bottom there. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so enough about 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 hotel soaps. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Or not. Mm -mm. So, but all that to say, I get the CEO's perspective, Mm -hmm. and I get where he's coming from, and also Mm -hmm. he like that must have been a really hard conversation. You know. Um, Kind of, except he waited until one of the times Cot was on vacation and sent him a letter. Sent him like an email oh, and said, dick. we need to talk. And then. Oh, yeah. dick move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. So not too Yeah. Bad. That was, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess if you've been like trying to figure out how to process this, you know, but yeah, well, it's, he, it's a little too he, close to breaking up over text, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did he put the whole thing in the email or just say we need to talk? Mm, he wrote an email about his concerns. And then after he had given caught a second to read it, like probably like, oh, let me go through <laughs> Let me go through my emails. Then he, like, I guess, approached him and was like, oh "So, my gosh. did you get my email?" You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he probably turned on a red receipt. So as soon as it was read, and he was like, "Okay, five minutes." Oh my gosh! Okay. I know. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, not surprisingly, Cot feels like he's being unfairly treated or was unfairly treated. He leaves, resigns, and he never speaks to his former boss again. Mm-hmm. Not. And I think I doesn't see him up until the trial. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now on top of all this, he's having to pivot, right? They just – they have all of these issues already kind of financially impactful to begin with. Of course, mm-hmm. you're missing work. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a job. So he ends up returning to his doctoral program. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean – I'm like, well, that's kind of nice because yeah, I just walk back yeah, a lot in of places like, right back. <laughs> man, man, man. Yeah, especially yeah. Like in the late 2000s. Like, I feel like that's late 2000s, like 2008, 2009. I feel like Dang. a lot of places now would be like, mm, oh no, 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 you have to reapply and then do those. Things, Honestly, you know, they. Mm-hmm. I swear, sometimes they make it like the hardest thing mm-hmm. because then it's like, oh well. When you started the program, it was this way, but now mm-hmm. it's this way. Exactly. It's so sorry. Ridiculous. It's five classes or whatever. Ooh, or did you money, see? Yeah. This is going to make a lot more sense where my thought process is going. Like, did you see that Brandman <laughs> has rebranded themselves like the International Institute of Michigan or something, something weird, Casey? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I we were watching TV and they were like, oh, this and, you know, professionals that are, that are tailored to know how to burr, burr, burr in this virtual world. And it was like at the end, um, formerly known as Brandman. <gasps> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're shady as anything. Oh, I hate one them. Of, like uh-huh. one of my, my uh, teachers, that one that went to her intern program, mm-hmm. she got told by her advisor, like that she didn't need any classes over like mm-hmm. summer or something like that. Then ends up getting a bill from Brandman saying, because you didn't take any classes over the summer, you owe us $1,800. What? Mm-hmm. For what? 
for not taking classes um, that she didn't need that she double checked on and has like receipts from emails. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's my choice to take a class mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, you know, yeah, we've had, because we work in education, so we know all the ins and outs, but I can't tell you how many people come to us. They went to Brandman for their bachelor's and then they try to transfer to a CSU and they're like, and now they're saying I need all these extra classes. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because Brandman's. Because, Mm. yeah, exactly. Mm. There's a reason when a CSU won't accept classes, there's a, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. It's just terrible. Or like University of Grand Canyon or whatever. <laughs> GCU, I know. Mm. Grand Canyon University. Mm. There Don't we go. Mm. Anyway, okay, so moving on. <laughs> so Cornell seems like they're really great because they're like, yeah, come on back. And he. Yeah, that's you know, nice. Yes. Like even talks to like the head. He gets approved for research funding. He's told, hey, you know, like. Okay finances are not going to be an issue for the next foreseeable bit. You know, we got funding. All right. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy, right? Like that's I insane. Know. I yes. guess I'm just too used to Brandman and university of Phoenix and just the hard stuff. knock life that we <laughs> where like things just don't work out that easily. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Okay. I'm going to pause right here and say that the symptoms that, that caught in, has been experiencing it. And I'm trying to kind of intersperse it because I know I haven't told you what he gets tagged with, right? And his trial. We're talking about him for a reason. <laughs> yes. So after he commits the murder that he does, uh-huh. his defense attorney and, you know, a psych, of course, you know, there's defense and prosecution. So the defense uh, psych says, you know, all of these things, this depression, the, the paranoia, all these other acute symptoms um, mm. are, uh, Associated with Capgras delusion or Capgras syndrome, mm-hmm. which we haven't had yet. So I was like, oh, I want to talk about him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. So tell, so tell us what is Capgras? Well, what Capgras is, and it's part of like a cluster of four, like, it, like identity. Are you sure we haven't done one before? I, I swear we haven't done one on Capgras. Like... Maybe not specifically. I feel like there was one that had similar symptoms, but go ahead. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, well, yeah, because okay. they're kind of like all linked to schizophrenia to some degree as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, with, you know, yeah, with pretty, some, yeah. With some so what Capra is, <laughs> is um, this belief that the people closest to you, so that could be family, friends, you know, spouses, have mm-hmm. been replaced by an identical person, but someone who's not your spouse or your husband or well, your friend or your, you know, exactly. Parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. Someone uh, close to you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, often they're kind of saying like that this person's an imposter. They're a double, you know, this idea of like a doppelganger type of thing. Like, or like mm-hmm. an alien abducted my wife and now mm-hmm. they've and brought me a replacement. I know she sounds and looks and, and, Knows all the same exactly, things. Yeah. Exactly. But that's not, that's not my brother. Not that's not my mom. That's not my wife. Could whatever. you imagine? Mm-hmm. No. Could you imagine if Summer was like, hold on. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, you, that's not you. Who, who and you're like, you? what? And you're like, like, it's me. And they're like, Could no. you imagine like waking up? Like, so let's say you're suffering from this and you wake up and you wake up next to your spouse. And all of a sudden, something in your brain's like, 
That's not them. Mm-mm. That would be so creepy. I know on both ends, like on both ends, it would be so creepy. I mean, and, and it's a delusion, right? Like this misidentity Mm -hmm. of person, it's a delusion. It's real. You can't convince them of anything else because exactly like you said, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cause then, and then also too, if you think like, if you just think like, Oh, um, you know, oh, like, oh, I have this scar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this scar has always been, no, it was on the other hand. You know, like, they could totally misremember something about you, which we do, right? Like, you just, you don't always pay attention to that freckle or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they, so they could be like, no, it was longer or no, it was shorter, you know, and just use anything that's it's just it, part it, of, like, humans misre- misremembering mm-hmm. things. Oh, for sure. Well, and I'm just laughing be because, so like, rough. that birthmark that's, like, next to my eye or, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe- Maybe it's cancer. Who knows? But (laughs) dude, it's like, it's black, right? Like it's not misshapen. It hasn't changed or moved or walked away somewhere. But I remember dad at one point, I was standing there doing something at their house and and dad comes up with his like sandpaper thumbs. And I was like, it's like bleh. And he goes, rubber, 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 rubber. I'm like, what is happening right now? It's like, did my makeup run? Like, what are you doing? And I look in the mirror and I'm like just red. Like where he's been like sandpapering my face. Is it is it gone now? Did he rub it no, off? He didn't, he didn't. <laughs> I was like, so he's like, took care mean, of that for you. My my birthmark, my beauty mark, whatever this, my mole. And he's like, that's new. I was like, is, I swear, it's, it's really not though. It's been there. Do you remember when you when you pinched the mole on my hip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna thing, cry. <laughs> oh god. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. Did <laughs> have it's I told you? <laughs> <laughs> have I told you that Ewan used to do that too? <laughs> no. Oh, that's awful. I swear, like I, I thought it was oh like gosh. elastic or something. That thing stretched oh abnormally. <laughs> I know I I should have it removed but like literally when I was we were I I don't know I was probably like 13 right like I was a teenager in Monica we were in South Carolina and I I had these cute cute white capris on I remember exactly and I was like feeling myself I had like the the cute tank top on <laughs> and I was like, oh, I look cute. And then Monica comes up and t- <laughs> I, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then Monica comes up and she goes, you have something on yours. <laughs> oh, God. And it was my mole. <laughs> Oh no! Oh my gosh! Okay, hold on. We should pause. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're done. We're back. Yeah, we're back after we just spent. Pause. Oh my god! Like three additional minutes laughing. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> oh, moving man, on. Enough okay, about so weird bowls. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so just a little bit more background on Capra. It was yes. um, first described, you know, they, at least by some kind of medical professional back in 1923. Mm-hmm. And it's 
Capgras is one of four. 1923. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's one of four syndromes that are kind of known as, as a group collectively as the delusional misidentification syndrome. So, you know, they're kind of like all intertwined to some degree. So there's Capgras. Uh, for mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And, and it's not acknowledged. Well, it's not a part of like the DSM or any other kind of, you know, it's group. not. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh. Nope. But you, if you have Capcom, then you mm-hmm. think that someone's been replaced. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have for syndrome, it mm-hmm. is, um, you think that your spouse, whomever parent is, not only replaced, but their their person is in a different body. Something like it, it's oh, so like they've swapped out. Yes, like they're a trip. Um, okay. There's intermetamorphosis, and then there's yeah, like that's I think that I think that one is you look like that person, but you are not the same person on the inside. It's weird and subjective doubles. There's like. One other one that um, kind of goes in and talks about a different syndrome where you think that a, a physical location has been replicated. But anyway, it's this whole like grouping is crazy. And not surprisingly, um, these, you know, misidentification syndromes are, I, I want to say they are almost never just standalones. So in about, you know, better than 70%, they are also a part of schizophrenic-like tendencies or schizophrenia, you know, like Mm. full-blown, whatever you want to (laughs) say. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the majority of the time they're they're associated with a psychotic disorder, typically schizophrenia. Yeah. um, But they have also been described in the affective disorder groupings. So meaning Mm. um, schizoaffectives. Yeah. Yeah. Like bipolar depression, things like that. So Mm. the affective AFF, you know, those Mm. describe syndromes that like affect or disorders that are affecting your thinking, the way you feel, things like that. So Mm -hmm. this is not something that you're going to get just kind of by itself. Like I'm, I'm a typical functioning person in all areas. But Except. I also think that, you know, summer has been replaced by not summer, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's crazy. And, and could you imagine that though, if you were like, lit- like typically functioning in mm-hmm. every other way, mm-hmm. but you I mean, just had this belief that, mm-hmm. but like, that's the only thing that's wrong with you. Like that would be even, <laughs> I feel like even trippier. Yeah. Like it, I mean. I, I feel like if anyone's going to convince people that their delusion is real, it's someone who does not have the other kind of symptoms or disorders. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, no, no. You know, Monica is she's typically functional. Yes, we've looked at this. No, she's not schizophrenic. No, she's not bipolar. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have like any kind of like other organic issues that we could. She's fine. You know, I, I feel like if anyone's going to be convincing, it's going to be that person. And that's mm-hmm. kind of scary to me. <laughs> that's true. Like, you know, nothing mm-hmm. else is wrong. So why would I be lying about? Yeah. yeah why like, would I? Yeah. Why or would this be did, wrong? Did, did she notice something that I didn't? Like, am I me? How do I know I'm me? 
I, I don't know. Like it's, I feel like it, it just, it's like my body does feel different. <laughs> right. Like it would open really up. Really it's just cause you're like things. aging. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, um, the Cots defense attorney, you know, again, not surprisingly, this all ties into his frame of reference in mind after having committed a murder. Um, right. One of the things that they kind of bring up is, you know, oh, he was suffering from like this, you know, a severe emotional disturbance, you know, or a disturbed mm-hmm. state, you know, it, mm-hmm. there's all of the speculation, but he more often than not gets tagged with Capra and that him doing this act that he does it is a way to interrupt like this plot. It, it's supposed to kind of set him free. He needs to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so right. you can kind of see where they're like, well, mm-hmm. I think something's wrong. Mm. Okay. According to friends, all of these things that they tag him with after the fact were not noticeable, period. He didn't talk about it to his friends, right? We only get one instance of him saying, I'm anxious about this, you know, no complaining uh, about his mm-hmm. marriage or about stability. Just, no, I'm I'm good. You know, his it's faculty just, yeah. advisor, yeah, mm-hmm. had even met with him the day before mm-hmm. or like that day of the murder and was like, here you go. Here's your funding. You're good. You're stable. Seriously. So like from now until improve, you know, whenever. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh-huh. He <gasps> gets off work, you know, on June the second, two thousand nine. He, you know, oh, and side note, they had just gotten back, he and his wife, in May two thousand and nine from Costa Rica. Oh, so, so now we're in June. Mm-hmm. So now we're just, just a month. So they later. just had this lovely vacation, everything mm-hmm. was wonderful. Okay this financially impactful vacation. (laughs) And I feel like that is a factor. I mean, like I hate to kind of say it that way, but if you have all of these other things going on, how could this like multi-thousand dollar trip? But also he lost his job. Lost his job, but he did go back to his PhD program, but his PhD program. That's different. Yeah. That is not enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy anyway. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, exactly. Hmm. He goes to a friend's house after he's off work on June the second. He lifts weights. He jokes around with people. You know, the, his friend there. Yep. No, we're good. I'm gonna. You know, we're gonna go off on a vacation here soon. Yeah. No, everything's great. Gets home. Caroline has just barely like finished uploading the pictures from the wedding. And then they go for a run. Right. It's about. About oh six, gosh. a little after six, they go for a run outside of their apartment um, near an area called the Black uh, Diamond Trail. You know, I guess right. it's frequented by joggers and bikers and just, you know, it's in New York. So. It's a trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where he murders his wife. Oh, my gosh. I, w- yeah. I kept wondering if it was going to be her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and While they're the running. Mm-hmm. What's even more disturbing is that, like, this trail starts just a few hundred yards from their apartment. So, what? Mm-hmm, they get home, she loads stuff, they go out for a jog, you know, maybe like from my house to across the street, the school over there, you know, maybe something like that. She has no idea what's about to happen. They oh end up gosh. running. He lets Caroline take the lead in jogging. <gasps> maybe they go around a few times, but he ends up passing a pipe on the ground that he had previously passed before picks it up sprints to her and cracks her (gasps) in the side of the head oh my gosh Mm -hmm. the right side 
he, um, I believe he's also right-handed because she gets struck on the right side of the face. Mm -hmm. So like he's coming around behind her like flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that really makes sense to me. It's either that or he's left-handed and as she turned around, he struck her, you know? No, I bet she didn't even see it and he just came Mm -hmm. right behind her and yeah, whacked her. Mm -hmm. Not until the second time he hit her because he does hit her twice. He then, after she's on the ground, he takes a box cutter that he had had in his pocket and oh my like, gosh. slashes her throat. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and then he just kind of goes home, leaves her there to die on the train. Okay, so he smacks her twice with a the pipe, mm-hmm. then gets slashes on top her of her, slash, slashes her throat with a box cutter mm-hmm. that he had. Mm-hmm. That he took with him on the trail to jog. And they go jogging all the time. This is like their routine, which... Does he always take the box cutter? Nope. Okay. I mean, the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, he had like, just gotten done working out, he would have changed his clothes. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I just didn't know if it was, like, his weird form of protection. You know what I mean? Like, I don't well, want to take anything bulky, you know, that's, so... And that's, that's a fair point, you know? Although, I mean, if it's, like, a little teeny, like, just toss it and leave it type of box cutter, then... Yeah, it wouldn't be very boxy. Like, they're usually small and plastic, but. And then he just goes. He just goes home. home. Once he gets home, he realizes, oh, my God, I (gasps) am covered in blood. And so he tries to burn his clothes. Wow. He puts his clothes in the fireplace, um, douses Uh it with paint thinner, sets them on fire. Sure. And then he sees that his hand, like, supposedly the whole left side. So that's where I'm like. Is he left-handed or right-handed, right? So she gets hit on the right side of the face. That's mm-hmm. what the coroner is saying. But it's the left hand and left arm that's, like, covered in blood. Well, if he was, like, maybe holding her. Holding her down and, like, stabbed her. Slashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slashed. I sh- I'm sure it would. Mm-hmm. And that's what crossed my mind, too. Mm. So once he sees, like, oh, well, I'm just covered in blood, he just makes the leap. I'm going to kill myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he, so I'm fine with burning my clothes, but no, I cannot no, take oh a no, shower. Because my, I'm physically covered in blood. Yep. I'm going to, Oh no. And maybe that's okay. like when it said in that what he had done was Aww. real had happened. Who knows? I, I honestly have no idea. He, <laughs> it's so stupid. He leaves the house goes to a bridge that he was going to jump off of goes. No, 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 thank you. Goes back home where he's going to get a different, like a sharper knife to kill himself. <laughs> grabs uh-huh. this, this other box cutter. Okay. Goes to the park and just sits in his vehicle. What? For a while. Yeah. About 9.45. he can't do it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's... You know, still trying to convince him still. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> sitting in the car. I am frustrated. <laughs> another box cutter. Just sitting. I'm now, I don't know how long, you know, it, he doesn't really say it was 20 minutes, but by about 945, this officer, um, a New York state police officer, his name is um, Gerald Lewis is going through like the neighborhood, through the park. I, I don't know. Sees him sitting in the parking lot of the park. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're used to all any manner of things there. Like, why is that person here? 
Mm-hmm. Do the drugs. Mm-hmm. What's, what's happening? Are they hooking and up? Having sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes up and he takes his flashlight and he goes into the thing. And he sees he's covered in blood. And so oh the, the officer goes, tap, tap, tap. Uh, I need Cut to talk to you. not make eye contact based on police records. So he's sitting like straight, straight ahead, comes up, flashlight, knock, knock, knock on the window. The dude starts his car and just goes, boom, just takes off. Accelerates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is, I, okay, go ahead. Keep going. Right? I need you, I need you to like get through. This is making me feel too like, bleh. I need you to get through this part. It's making me yes. feel anxious. <laughs> So, so he's driving away <laughs> ridiculously. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, Officer Luz calls in his description, you know, the description of the vehicle. He oh my getting gosh. Caught, gets pursued by police on surface streets at like up to and over 90 miles per hour. Like a chase. Like a chase. Like apparently it only lasted like five to eight miles. So oh my gosh. chase, but short, you know. And then all of a sudden, right, like everything's congested and and because now they're going down the roadway, Scott is forced to slow down. And then all of a sudden, again, based on trial documents, he just drifts over the double yellow and goes and like comes to a stop in front of trees, maybe hits a tree. They get up to his vehicle like, what the hell? What, what, What? Why did he? They get up to it and they see that he has taken the box cutter and slashed his own neck. Oh, so he did it now. So he had he the, like, he mm-hmm. had and what he was, needed to try to yep, do it. Yep. And he was bleeding out. So <gasps> it wasn't the sitting in the car, police officers are coming up, driving away. It was, it, it sounds like the fact that he was hitting traffic. Oh. And, and he, so he slashes his own neck, his big old lacerations. Oh my gosh. They start like, doing like first aid, you know, CPR before first responders can get there. They go into his glove box to find, you know, what is this dude's name? Oh, and he's only in a bathrobe, by the way. <laughs> only in a bathrobe. <laughs> What's happening? Okay, go Unconscious. ahead. Unconscious. They <sighs> start doing first aid and, and they find his ID in the glove box and he starts coming to, right? Bleeding out, but he starts regaining consciousness. <laughs> uh, probably because they're like, hey, 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 buddy. <laughs> The first thing he says to them is how to pronounce per, correctly pronounce his name. Oh, that's he, so good. he corrects them. That's and good. then he asks where his wife was, and they're and like, he becomes, huh? "What? Yeah, who? What are you talking about? Oh they my still gosh. haven't found her body." Oh my god! Mm-hmm. He becomes agitated, starts yelling that he wants to die. He gets airlifted to a place in Pennsylvania. They're like, no, no, we need you to live so we can arrest you. <laughs> right. Oh, no, not yet. Not until oh. he's there and stabilized because it's not until the I next know. No, morning. I know. But I'm just saying like like that's their thought. It's like, no, no, we got to <laughs> save you and then we gonna, can lock you, you up. Know. See, and part of me goes like, ah. I mean, it's cheaper if you have <laughs> Monica. Right? I'm Monica. saying because it's true. <laughs> Caroline's but body wait, is found But they found don't know the what he's morning. done. All they know is that he ran. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Okay. And, you know, if he didn't live long enough, then maybe he wasn't going to be able to tell them that whatever. But her body's found on the trail of pedestrians the next morning. So someone probably running early in the morning on that trail. Very possibly. Or walking to work. Who knows? The forensic pathologist, um, you know, of course, did the autopsy. She – 
he said that she sustained blows on um, with a heavy linear object on the right eye area. Other bruises and scrapes and stuff shows that she tried to um, defend herself. You know, she put up her mm. arms to ward off a second blow. But mm. this, either the first and definitely the second, you know, they weren't fatal. But the pathologist said it probably knocked her unconscious. Which, you know, that's when he went in with the box cutter. And so, uh, I mean, maybe it's good that that he attacked her first. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he got in, knocked out. cut her carotid artery. The pathologist Oy. said that she probably bled to death within two minutes. So not a great way to go because, of course, you know, you're, the last thing you remember really is your husband attacking you. True. But, you know, at least you're not, like, aware for anything else, yeah. you know? Just yeah. a, terrible. Mm. Police search Cot's apartment. They find bloodstained sneakers, obviously. A fire-damaged computer. They find the paint thinner, which they're like, oh, we think that this was used as an accelerant because, of course, it was. Good night. They found remains of the clothes in the fireplace. Yes. They, I guess they had a wine refrigerator because I kept – my brain kept trying to read it as wine in the refrigerator and I thought that they (laughs) lost words somewhere. (laughs) No, just a refrigerator for the wine. They they found blood there. They found people. blood on the sneakers. Of course, did he drink it. too? I don't know. That's oh, what. Okay. That's where my brain wasn't quite matching. Got Maybe it. like the paint thinner was on it. He staggered over there, touched it. Right. Mm. They found the the box cutter and tested that, of course. And there was her blood, and um, well, they think it was her blood. His blood for sure. Yeah. They can't say for certain it was her blood because, you know, I guess it had maybe degraded. Something was goofy, but this was the knife that he was holding when he drove off. So part of me is like, I wonder if he stabbed somebody else with this box cutter before. They can't rule her out. why was his blood? I I apologize. Where was he bleeding? He, when he like drove like away and he had the box cutter in his hand. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay. Sorry. Sorry, super, I got super weird, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Here, give me one second. I have to mute myself. Sorry. All right. The other thing, of course, that, that they did when they found the fire damaged computer is that they're like, well, why is this fire damaged? Yeah. <laughs> so they go <laughs> and they analyze it. And here's where I really, really think that all of this falls apart, you know, as to was he actually schizophrenic? Were there these tendencies? Did he think this was a double? Because it wasn't like he he Googled our doppelgangers real, you know, what what how do I tell? The thing that he Googled sometime oh, between no. about 7:45 and like 9:30, they're not really sure, but he looked that up the same night. The same night, right before they went running, how to kill neck. <laughs> like are you being serious? I'm just, okay. So I guess the first link that, that got pulled up on the Google search, how to kill neck was a <laughs> Yahoo page. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that the, so they say a Yahoo page, but I'm pretty sure it's like a Yahoo answers page or questions mm. because the first thing that he, that pulls up and that he clicked on, it was entitled, is there an artery or vein in the neck that if cut can kill you instantly? 
That's good to know. Uh huh. So I guess the answer is yes. Yes. I mean, not instantly. Then there's like another one that's better for that. But yeah, it'll get you. Anyway, he next Googled um, jugular vein and then clicked through the results page to a Wikipedia page entry for jugular vein. Oh, my gosh. It just absolutely just incredible and ridiculous. Okay. So, so go ahead and tell me how he did not play. But on exactly. <laughs> so not surprisingly, when all of this is brought up in court, right? They, of course, they have the, the defenses, you know, psychologists, they have the um, prosecutions, you know, the team, all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, they, it's just stupid. And I have to read <laughs> because this was like a legitimate, could it be that this was some kind of like, substance induced um okay they called it quote substance induced depressive psychosis not surprisingly well, I mean, this is from the defense team what was well, that <laughs> i was gonna say we have had some time or we've heard of situations where people well like if they've done enough drugs or enough alcohol and it'll like trigger something you know so i know yes. that that has been a, a defense before i know we've talked about that one <laughs> i mean and and that's that's just it yeah like if he was like a, a chronic substance abuser, you know, alcoholic, things like that, then mm-hmm. I feel very different about it. But he wasn't. That's true. That's you know? true. Mm-hmm. This, the doctor, his name is Dr. Um, Hotelin. He testified in defense pretty much for um, caught on like four separate occasions. And this oh. is coming directly from um, an appeals paperwork where they're like, yeah, this is what was discussed. This is where Dr. Houghton really hot, hot talent. He states that he finds that, you know, he's credible after all of these different interviews and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, yes, I, I think he suffered from substance induced depressive psychosis. Here's why I laugh about this. Not because that's, it's not a joking manner. Uh-huh. He stated that he thinks mm-hmm. his opinion is that the use of the anti-malarial drug. <gasps> Chloroquine mm-hmm. is that he took prior to going to Costa Rica is the thing that that really kicked it off. Right when when he combined this with his major depressive disorder, oh my you know, gosh! Which, and this also had hallucinations, and he had a schizotypical or schizophrenic like personality disorder. This all came together to give Cot an underlining vulnerability to psychosis. And he, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know if y'all can hear somewhere in the background going, what in the, but <laughs> he goes on to say that it's, you know, under New York state law, he thinks that Cot's mental state at the time that he killed his wife was consistent with an extreme emotional disturbance. Not surprisingly also. Nobody agrees with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so he, say, and oh that mm-hmm. you know, no, he the prosecutions, you know, witnesses, you know, they really start to point to how they think that this is something that was probably, you know, while he may have had like some kind of extreme emotional disturbance to some degree, that mm. they think that this was a quote mental illness, not mm making up someone who is actually mentally ill, 
but instead it was a quote mental illness of someone pretending to be mentally ill in order to outsmart the system. Got it. Mm-hmm. He tries to go mm-hmm. in for like insanity. They deny it. Um, sure. And I want to say kind of like the, the last update we have is not that long ago, like 2017, 18. And they are recapping and highlighting what ended up taking place. You know, he did these searches for how do you kill neck? You know, he had <laughs> these quote favorite. issues. <laughs> uh. And the jury ends up agreeing with the prosecution that at the end of the day, he was probably just viewing Caroline as an obstacle to being help, like happy, though he may have had some kind of flavors of schizotypical or mm-hmm. schizoaffective, whatever. He was not in a state of mind that would have meant he was unable to make decisions at that, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. Like, mm-hmm. What's that phrase we used last week? Because I, I'm having just a hard time finding those words right now that he was able to tell right from wrong. Ugh, I don't remember how exactly how you said it, but. Oh, well, I think we talked about the fact that there's, there's a difference between the, um, like the quote being insane versus mm-hmm. the, um, you know, legally insane. So there's, That's there's a point. difference between that. So then, you know, being in court, can you, um, can you tell right from wrong? Like you said, can you appreciate the wrongfulness of your actions? That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Is that it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to talk about this until it sounds like <laughs> until it until pops up. you yeah, hear what you hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and I think more damning than anything, right? When they did interviews with coworkers, aside from the boss, that was like, yeah, he said he was kind of anxious. Mm-hmm. Friends, all of them, right? Uh, even people going to school with him, his parents, mm-hmm. none of them indicated that they thought that he ever had any issues to the severity. And even in our cases where parents are in denial and some of the other ones we've talked about, they have still gone back and said, yeah, in hindsight, apparently his, you know, his overzealous religious interest. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it was a little concerning. Probably was a little bit of a, yeah, a red flag. Mm -hmm. So, but Mm -hmm. on the paperwork and I guess if you find pictures, you can see where he has like scars on his neck. Mm hmm. He oh. is still kind of categorized and tagged out and still tries to to have petitions, you know, habeas corpus and effective counsel. Of course. I was mentally ill. I am mentally ill. Mm-hmm. So he still gets tagged out by people as suffering from Capgras syndrome, stemming from an underlying schizophrenic personality disorder. So this is still, he's still ar- like basically arguing yeah. the point. They're still arguing the fact that, nope. I could not appreciate what I was doing because my delusions mm. led me to believe that, that my wife was mm. an imposter. I needed to X, Y, Z and nobody believes him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and well, I, yeah. I hate to chuckle about it, but part of me is like, of course nobody believes you. Like, are you joking? Yeah. Like you didn't run away from your wife and try and hide and contact people and say, FBI, CIA, anyone they'll listen to me, my priest, my wife has been. You are crazy. not going to believe this. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's I what I was. Sounds crazy, right? That's what I was going to say. Is I feel like there's there is there are some things that you would probably find someone doing mm-hmm. if they really truly believed that about their their significant other. You For know, real. and and I think they would. 
um, someone it's, they would have talked to someone about this, even in the, even in the, do you guys ever feel like, you know, like your husband's like change or like your your wife like changes? Exactly. Like even in the most obscure ways, like even if it was just a BFF or, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. somebody would, he would have said that to somebody Mm -hmm. in his, in his time. No, for real. And like, absolutely for me, like, like one of the bigger things of like, stop it that pops into my head is he was with a friend joking and, and whatever and went home just fine. Like, so I guess what I'm picturing is someone who maybe they have these genuine beliefs, right? That this is Mm -hmm. not whoever. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried about it. Like, I feel like your demeanor, something would start to shift and change the closer got to, Oh yeah. It's, it's right about, um, yeah, my wife is expecting me. It's about six o'clock. I got to, gotta go, you know, mm-hmm. something, something would kind of tip Trigger. people off, even mm-hmm. in hindsight where it's like, yeah, no, he kind of acted a little weird, but I thought maybe they just got in a fight and he didn't want to see her right now, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, but none of that ever comes to the forefront of anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, the other thing I found myself thinking as I was kind of going over this and reading about mm-hmm. kind of cap crawl and, and whatever is, Things like this really do start to make legitimate sufferers of these syndromes um, come across as, as uh, more unstable it. than they already are. Like it, it minimizes the the existence of these syndromes when people try and use mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. as a reason to do bad things to the people that they're around. Yep. And then on top of that, the other thing I was thinking was, man, it's really no wonder that psychologists to some degree – are, are viewed in a negative way. Cause how often do we have just, you know, defense and prosecution and this yeah. one says this one and this one says that, that one. Saying and, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I know their job is to either show, yes, this person knew the severity of their actions. No, this person did not, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's just, if this person is truly mentally ill, I feel like there would be a lot more psychologists and events and all these things being able to say, yeah, he was this, mm-hmm. but he still knew the wrongfulness of its actions and he was this, but did not. Right. Like right. there would be some kind of agreement and then a divergence on, mm-hmm. did he know what he was doing as opposed right. to this person does not have that y'all crazy. Like <laughs> just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's frustrating that things like this happen all the time and it kind yeah. of seems to undermine the real professionals, you know? That's what I was going to say is I think it, you know, as a, as a nation kind mm-hmm. of for the Ish. most part, but I think, I think we're starting to get better about recognizing mental illness and, and some of these things, but then the, there, these are the cases that come up, I think, that then it does kind of like as much as we might be kind of walking forward and then people are like, Oh, see, they're just trying to say that they're, they're not actually, you know what I mean? And so then people will see, Oh, they're using an insanity plea here. Mm -hmm. And then someone who's really should be using an insanity plea and they're going to, they're going to react to it the same because, Oh, they're, they're all faking, you know, they're all just trying to get out of it. Or even like not allowing someone to use their mental, I guess use is not the right word, but to even acknowledge it to bring as, it as a mm-hmm. mitigating factor, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, no, this, this individual is intellectually disabled, right? but no, you have cases like so many where it's like, well, 
we're not going to allow you to talk about this person who's developmentally delayed, you know? Anyway, I think Uh Casey froze. Okay, so it is just me for a second. I'm going to pause myself. Is that me? But yeah, I guess all that to say, I I would love to see a little more agreement between people of the profession, especially if it's something that we can use as a rule, right? Like a diagnosis tool, then it should be something that we can see a little more easily and agree, have that agreeance between the professions, I I guess is really just my thought. But we had a a small technical blurb difficulty, so I kind of lost my train of thought, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a good time to... To stop. Wrap up. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. I think that's a. It is a good point to um, to consider. You know, when when I think it just like when prosecutors uh, reach for evidence, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's oh, fair. circumstantial. You know, and then they try to do all that, and people are like, mm, you know, I don't know I don't about like that. that. Mm-hmm. It's just like the same when when the defense is trying to reach for reasons, you know what I mean? And no, and, and I think that's and a really good point too. It can be damaging either way. Um, and, and definitely when they start to reach for, for like things like mental illness or disabilities, and mm-hmm. then it really makes people kind of go mm, like, mm-hmm. just question it. Yeah. Especially all in general, you know, nobody noticed it up until I got arrested. Ooh, you know, I know. like that's, that's the thing. I mean, we see it that does. sometimes in special education where like now mm-hmm. this student's in trouble. Let's go have them evaluated and tested because I maybe it really wasn't you. his or her fault because, no, you know, I cannot tell you how frustrated that gets uh, me. Yeah. It's like oh, we yeah. get kiddos that all of a sudden they get arrested and now there's this formal request for assessment from a lawyer because oh, they were arrested. And it's like, nope, sometimes people just mm, do things and, because they make that choice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... I know. It's just Anyways, super frustrating. Yeah, but that's that's all I have on this one, y'all. I'm trying to find a little more um, things of a different variety than than what we have had. So I may have to go into like maybe some other ones where it's like, oh, you know, Alice in Wonderland syndrome or something, just to talk about yeah. <laughs> these like bizarre things. You know? Yeah. No, I like the ones that are different. I like it mm-hmm. when we. I feel like we don't always find ones that we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice when we when we do. It's, yes. No. Yeah. I definitely took yours as inspiration from last week to be like, let's see. <laughs> like, oh, and by the way, so I, I don't spoil anything, but um, I texted you this earlier, but y'all, I tried to Google this dude that I thought had a mental illness. Oh. <laughs> it turns out that the people survived, by the way. Maybe that's why it didn't pop up. But this dude attacked people with a hammer. And I had Googled Georgia, the dude's name, killed roommates with hammer. <laughs> Tell me why so many articles pop up about <laughs> killed and murdered and cut into pieces. And this woman attacked, bur, 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 like hammer. so many mm-hmm. people attack people with hammers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. But yeah, Just speaking of. Yeah. Y'all be safe out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hide all your hammers, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, obviously, the episode seven will have been released by now, but I'm sorry for the delay, <laughs> the unintentional delay in that one. Um, but like I said, by the time you hear this, that'll be long gone. So 
Oh, well. It's, I mean, you know, it's all good. Anywho. This will work out well because I'll be, you know, on vacation for a couple of days anyway. So, oh, good. Yay. All right. But anyway, well, yes. Thank thanks you for, for sticking around, us, y'all. Everyone. Yes. Be and safe out there. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>